Hello and welcome to the Battle Line Podcast, where we have conversations on that collision of space between community, faith, and culture. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Satterley, and here with me today in the building, behind the golden microphone, the National Director of Publications, my co-host on this podcast. And yesterday we celebrated 19 years <laughs> of being co-host in life. Major Jamie Satterley. Jamie, how are you doing today? I am doing great. How are you guys? Awesome. And <laughs> we also have with us behind the golden microphone in the building, ladies and gentlemen, our co-host and producer, the one who puts in the work, the grind, the hustle every week to make sure this gets out. Elizabeth. Elizabeth, how are you doing today? I am so super swell and hustling. I love it. All right. So today we're going to do another news you can use episode for stories of what's going on in today's culture. Lots of exciting topics up for us today. We're going to talk about uh, pumpkin spice because it's that time of year. Uh, the top restaurants, according to Gen Z, uh, which this in doing the research and stuff for this, it's uh, amazing to me what the most popular restaurants are, according to Gen Z. Uh, we're going to talk about the TikToks, what all the kids are doing on the TikToks, and uh, this new documentary that's coming out called Jesus Music, which, listen, let me tell you, if you haven't seen it yet, hit pause, go watch the trailer, then come back. It's incredible. Yeah, so, just go to YouTube, type in The Jesus Music, and watch the trailer. Yep, The Jesus Music trailer. If it's anything like mine, it's Amy Grant's face, and it automatically transports you back in time. So <laughs> check it out, uh, and then sit back and have a conversation with us. All right. So as Major Jamie said, the weather has changed, unless you live down south or out in the southwest, in the western part of Cal southern part of California, then it hasn't. Uh, or if you're listening to us from somewhere else in the world, the weather probably has maybe not changed. If you're in the southern hemisphere, maybe it's getting a little warmer this time of year. Anyway. Pumpkin spice, that time of year. The air is crisp, leaves are falling. It's orange, yellow, brown outside, gray skies. Pumpkin everywhere. So, my this is the time of year where marketers usually go ham on pumpkin spice flavored stuff. Speaking of ham, pumpkin spice ham, anybody? Would you eat that? Pumpkin spice ham? I love ham. I love ham too, but I think I'm going to draw a line at pumpkin spice ham. Pumpkin spice Spam. How about that? Ooh, no, I'm out. No. All right. So in the uh, vein of good sportsmanship, we're going to have a quiz here. I'm going to ask Major Jamie and Elizabeth, is this a product or not? Yes or no? They're going to think it over, not Google it. We're having the honor system here at the Battleline Podcast. And see, is this a product or not? Listeners, you can play with us at home. Yell really loud into your car radio and we'll hear you. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Pumpkin pudding toothpaste. Pumpkin pudding toothpaste. Is this real or is this nah? Talk it over. I'm going to say no. I don't see what pudding has to do with toothpaste, so I'm going to say no as well. Unless it's a ploy to get kids to brush your teeth. So it's true. There is such a thing oh, as pumpkin no. pudding toothpaste. Now, Crest... Crest put out a Crest toothpaste, put out a, a, a fake one once called pumpkin spice toothpaste. That's how people get it because they think, oh, it, it was real, but it was fake. But there really is a company. It's not like a name brand like Crest or Colgate or any of those, but they do make a pumpkin pudding toothpaste. So 
That is very much a real product. You can go on Amazon today. Amazon, if you want to sponsor the show, hit us up. Uh, (laughs) Next, pumpkin spice Doritos. Pumpkin spice Doritos, real or fake? I feel like if this were a thing, I would have seen it in the grocery store. And I do not think that I have. There's pumpkin spice Pringles. I'm just telling you. This is too easy. This cannot be real. No, fake. Pumpkin spice Doritos is a fake product. It does not exist. Because they don't make flavored Doritos, right? Like, like well, Lay's. Well, cheese. Well, I know, but like Lay's, <laughs> they do the weird flavors, right? No, it's pretty much like Doritos. Well, I mean, there are some. You got <laughs> ranch. Yeah, yeah, you got nacho, spicy nacho, sweet chili, whatever that nasty purple bag one is. Right, but they I don't like go off. One. Like I was just commenting, they don't go off like Lay's does, which makes biscuits and gravy right. flavored Lay's. Oh, yeah. No, they're, they're not as wild as that. Crawfish boiled potato (laughs) chips, whatever they are. That's right. You got to keep Doritos the OG. That's they're not going to let you mess with that. Um, All right, pumpkin spice cup o noodle. Pumpkin spice cup o noodle. Is this real or is this fake? Please, God, Um, no. I don't even know what a cup of noodle is, but it like doesn't ramen. sound very pumpkin-y. It's, like, it's ramen. Ramen, oh, no. No. ramen no. in a styrofoam cup. They're, they're not no. going to destroy that beautiful, beautiful thing. Elizabeth and Major Jamie, does it haunt you to know that you live in a world where pumpkin spice cup of noodles exist? Oh, no. It's a real Why? product, my guys. Who is, do- who is doing this? Repent. Turn to Jesus. All right. It's too much. <laughs> this one, deceptive, okay? Pumpkin spice butter. Pumpkin spice butter. I'm going to say yeah. Like there has to be pumpkin pumpkin spice butter. If not, somebody is really missing out and y'all need to jump on that train. Country crock or whoever is making whatever your favorite butter is. Kerrygold pumpkin spice butter. I'd be here for that. What do you think, Elizabeth? This sounds divine. I hope it's real. Uh, pumpkin spice butter does exist. Ah, yes, it does. Who makes it? Land of Lakes. Oh, Got it. classic. Listen, next Reliable. time I go to Wegmans, I'm looking for it. All right, here we go. Pumpkin spice bologna. Oh my gosh. Pumpkin spice bologna. Listen, I guarantee you if it's a thing, you can find it in Arkansas. Wow. I hope it's no. Listen, I can say I was born there. You're, I can say when that. You're from Small that people. place, you can make fun of it. Okay. That's right. How do you say, Elizabeth? I'm going to say no. It is not a real thing. There oh, is no you, such Jesus. thing as pumpkin spice bologna. I got two more. All right, ready? Let's move to the candy realm. Pumpkin spiced Skittles. Pumpkin spiced Skittles. Yes, I'm going to say that's a thing. I'm going to say no. It is not a product. Oh, good. good is, it, is there an M&M? Is there a pumpkin spice M&M? Uh, yeah, I think that there is. I think that there is. Mm-hmm. That they made some. All right, last one. Pumpkin spice gum. Oh, yes. Pumpkin spice That has to be a thing. This feels gum. like an extra product. Yeah. Wow, Elizabeth nailed it. It is, is it? a product and it's made by extra. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Holy moly. All right. Good job, I guys. I think we should do a bonus episode where we bring in all the pumpkin things and taste them. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Live we're stream gonna, that. We're going to need some sponsors for the show to uh, help us out with that. So. <laughs> Amazon, hook us up. Land of Lakes. <laughs> That's right. Land of Lakes. <laughs> Land of Lakes, give us a call. Pumpkin pudding toothpaste, move along. All right. That's right. No, we're, we're cool. All right. Let's do a little bracket here. A final four of pumpkin products that are out right now. So we're going to take these two, and then the winner of that's going to take the winner of the other two. Okay? So here we go. First round. Listeners out there, yell out the answer. We'll hear you. Okay? What's better? The OG, the first rounder, the first seed that comes to the pumpkin bracket goes to PSLs, as it's known (laughs) in uh, Karen talk. Okay. Stop that, sir. Pumpkin spice lattes. So that's number one. They're taking on a sleeper seed. Okay. 
one that came late to the party, but is here. Pumpkin ravioli. Pumpkin See, this is tough because one ravioli. is sweet and the other one tends to be savory. We have pumpkin ravioli and like a brown butter sauce. I could be here for that. But I think you have to be like, that's like a specialty thing. It usually has like crispy sage on it, which, listen, I will eat that. Uh, but I think pumpkin spice lattes are more accessible. Right, you know so what's even better than a pumpkin spice latte is pumpkin spice cold brew. Oh, With that little pumpkin spice cream stuff they put on the top. Y'all go hey, check that out. Let's keep it on pumpkin mission here, Major Jamie. Okay. So here's how um, this is going to do. We're going to vote. There's three of us. Two of us decide which one goes to the next round. So PSL's pumpkin ravioli. Who's going to go first? Who wants to vote first? I already know the answer because I'm going to write down what I want to anyway. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Elizabeth or Major Jamie? I'm super down for ravioli. Okay, one vote ravioli. Major See, Jamie. I'm going the opposite direction only because of accessibility. No, oh, It's good. just so much easier to get a pumpkin spice latte. I vote, I vote pumpkin spice latte as well. So PSL's is the Duke of basketball of the Matt. pumpkin bracket. They can t- keep going out. Matt, yes, tell the truth. Have you ever drank a pumpkin spice latte? I sure have. And you know what? I've only had, I've had more, you said accessibility. I've had more PSLs. You had that's one, how, I think. That's what we call it in the biz. Than <laughs> I think one time I was like, here, drink ravioli. this. All right. So <laughs> PSLs, like, okay. <laughs> PSLs moves on to the championship round. Next one. Two solid contenders here. Solid contenders. All right. Pumpkin pie. Comes around. Every year, the the dessert staple at Thanksgiving versus pumpkin muffin slash bread, <laughs> pumpkin bread with a little cream cheese frosting. I said it. Okay, so what's it going to be, folks? Pumpkin pie. Think tradition. Think OG, the original gangster. For those of you who don't know, think. <laughs> Listen, pumpkin isn't muffin, a pumpkin, pumpkin pie pumpkin really bread. a vehicle for Cool Whip? Or whipped cream. Ooh. Isn't that what it's for? Ooh. Do would you eat I know there are people out pumpkin there, by the way. pie without the whipped cream? Because you would. see those memes where I it's would. like somebody takes pumpkin pie and they just cover the entire slice, like even the crust, all of it, in I, whipped cream. Also would you the, eat it if it wasn't whipped cream? I would eat pumpkin pie without whipped cream. I wouldn't enjoy it as much, but I would do it. Elizabeth, That's why would I'm you eat pumpkin pump, pie with no whipped cream? I'm, I'm it's voting, not happening. I'm putting my, I'm telling you right now, I'm putting my vote out there. It's pumpkin pie. That's my vote. Oh my vote. gosh. I'm, I'm okay. going right off the bat, right out the gate. Boom. Listen, I'm going, I am going in the opposite direction. I am going to say pumpkin bread or pumpkin muffin. Okay. Some of it is nostalgia factor. My grandma would always make, when we'd come over for Christmas and stuff, she would always make pumpkin bread. And now every fall I make pumpkin bread and we have it with cream cheese. Cause what isn't better with cream cheese? Elizabeth. Uh, okay. It's up to you. Will you choose the right answer? <laughs> or we choose the wrong answer. It's up to you. Go I'm ahead. choosing the best answer. Pumpkin bread. Okay. Yes. Pumpkin muffin, pumpkin bread goes on. Wow. Down goes Bunch Matt. Of people pick Starbucks products. Look at that. Wow. <laughs> Listen, right. Starbucks hopped on that train. Which, Elizabeth, have you had that pumpkin muffin with the cream cheese center from Starbucks? I have not. Oh, it, I don't even know if you can still find it anymore because mine has said that it's sold out for forever, but it is the best pumpkin product it's better than their pumpkin bread it's better i don't love their pumpkin scone starbucks sponsor us (laughs) but it is so good a couple years ago they took it away and went to a pumpkin muffin with like the oats and stuff on top which is fine but not as good but they heard the cry of the people and they brought back (laughs) with the cream cheese in the middle do you hear the people sing listen we were singing for that cream cheese muffin (laughs) starbucks (laughs) 
pumpkin. Don't play. All right, here we go. (laughs) National championship round. On this side, we have the pumpkin spice latte. On this side, we have the pumpkin muffin slash bread. All right. Who is going to reign supreme in our pumpkin bracket today, in our pumpkin championship? All right. Pumpkin muffin, pumpkin spice latte. Drink food. Here it goes. I'm going to go. You may go first. No, Elizabeth went first. I went first. Major Jamie, you get first pick. All right. This is easy for me. Carbs all day. Pumpkin bread. <gasps> Ooh. All right. I think. Uh, oh, go ahead, Elizabeth. I am just so glad to hear that. I am so with the bread. I think I'm going to have to say it too, but I'm going to go the muffin. So that's still the same thing. Wow. So puffin, puffin. <laughs> Victorious. <laughs> Pumpkin muffin slash bread is the... Winner of the 2021 Pumpkin Bracket. This officially done by three people sitting in front of microphones. All right. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily (laughs) represent those of the Salvation Army. Hey, listen, before we move on from... the Army would agree with us. Before we move on from pumpkin things, can we talk a little bit about uh, fall festivals and Halloween carnivals that happen through churches in the Salvation Army? Look, I just want to put this PSA out there, not a PSL. Matt, this is not your uh, platform for your own soapbox. Nope, it is. Because right now, I'm the one with the microphone. <laughs> Everybody else out there, they just got to listen. Listen, Salvation Army people and church, Halloween is okay. Okay? It's okay. So it's always, it's all right to have to go have a Halloween carnival. You don't have to call it something Christianese, right? Halloween carnival is fine. A Halloween carnival and wooden nickels is what got my dad into the Salvation Army and got him saved. Read about it in this issue of Peer Magazine. Major Jamie, it's October epi- uh, is- yeah, issue. It's, it's an October issue. See, yeah. I can do this if I plug the magazine, correct? <laughs> That's right. If you look at the editorial in the October edition of Peer, you will read the story of wooden nickels and Halloween carnivals and how even small tokens can change the life of a child. Right. So my dad was one to the Lord, to the core, through a Halloween carnival. So all I have to say, I always just try to say this time of year, guys, hey, Christians, don't be so scared of Halloween. You don't have to go to slasher films. You don't have to go to like haunted houses and stuff like that. But it's okay for you to say, hey, this is Halloween. You don't have to say, it's a fall festival. It's a harvest festival. It's okay. And if you want to call it that, that's cool. Just don't make that decision out of fear. Okay? Just, that's all I want to say. Is that this enough? is where is you that... need a disclaimer. This is Matt's opinion. Not yeah. Listen, opinion if you want to come for me, if you want to come for me, if you want to say that Halloween is the devil and it's a sin to celebrate it, I'll be happy to have that conversation with you. Listen, if you want to have a rousing conversation with Matt, ask him how he feels about creatively named fall festivals. Listen, like listen. my very favorite. Listen, I love it because I'm like, look how creative people are. They make me laugh. Churches. We saw one that was when called chur- when Holy churches- Ghost. Weenie Roast, which yeah. I think is the most amazing name ever for a fall festival. Matt, they drive Matt crazy. So you can have a good conversation when with him you, about it. I we, get lots of joy from the creativity that people are calling their fall festivals. When we festivals. Christianese up our Halloween carnivals, because we think, oh, don't call it a Halloween carnival. So It's not like, that, Matt. It's a theme. Everybody loves a theme. Mm-hmm, Let us some, have our theme. Everybody loves a theme. Yes, everybody loves like, a theme. Night of the Dead Living. Like, I get that. Right. And then, like, Halla, my favorite was Halla Boo Ya carnival listen that's clever it is clever shout out out to the peeps doing hallelujah (laughs) (laughs) i love it listen i love going through facebook at this time of year to see like who you know right now because of covid there's not as much but i love looking to see like what crazy creative things are people coming up with i'm here for it don't let matt rain on your parade no listen you're a fan of halloween out there you stand proud all right 
so a website called Market Watch uh, puts out a uh, a report once a season, usually maybe once a year, maybe twice a year, on how people are spending their money. What restaurants, what's the top product, that kind of stuff right now. So we found this the other day, which we thought was funny, because this is of the fall of 2021. These are the top five restaurants that Gen Z, those born after 1996, uh, Elizabeth, I'm winking, you can't tell, but I'm winking at Elizabeth right now because she's our Gen Z rep here. Um, where they're shopping, where they're going, what's, what, what fast food restaurant they're eating at. Okay. So, uh, Elizabeth and Major Jamie have it in front of them, but we're going to reveal this to you as well. All right. So some of these may shock you. They might find you amazing. Um, I Jamie, was surprised by number five. I'm Major, not going to lie. I Major, am too. Major Jamie and Elizabeth, we're going to go five, four, three, two, one. I'm going to say that restaurant. I want you to, to jump in and say, what's your favorite thing to order at that restaurant. Okay. All right, so this is of the fall of 2021. Gen Z spent the most money at these locations. Number five, give it up. We talk OG a lot. Like, just <laughs> give it up to the Italian stallion, Olive Garden. Listen, Olive, I was I'm just rounding. So listen to me clapping surprised. right now. I'm not giving anything. <laughs> here's, a, here's just what I think, though. You know how every generation, like, try whether it's intentional or not, it wants to be the opposite of the generation before it, right? You're like rebelling against the man. Those right. are your, right, right, those right. your older generations. We're rebelling against them. They say that millennials killed chain restaurants. So I think Gen Z is bringing them back. You know, that's their act of rebellion. They're like, you know what? I'm going to revive the Olive Garden. They'll go with also, Claire I just jeans to say, the Olive Garden. That's, that's right. <laughs> you, that's right. You boycott Olive Garden and your skinny jeans over there. We're going to take our flare pants Elizabeth, over. Elizabeth, I feel like you're personally sticks. attacking me right now. <laughs> um, all right. Favorite thing to order at Olive Garden. Real quick. Don't even think about it. Just go. Oh, listen, I just said it. Soup salad breadsticks. I'm here for that. Those breadsticks, I don't know what they put in them, but they just be drawing you back. Okay, that's good. Elizabeth, this are you the carb episode, are you refusing to answer Elizabeth out of protest? Is that what I heard you say? Honesty, I've maybe been there one time and I cannot recall what we ordered because it was just so not spectacular. So are we going to say, oh, that's <gasps> a little bit of a shots fired. I love <laughs> <Wow>. it. <laughs> Matt, uh, your face. Listeners, I wish you could see Matt's face when Elizabeth said that. <laughs> that was such a, that was such a like vel velvet slap at Olive Garden. I love it. Um... Yeah, I think soup salad breadsticks are good. Lasagna is good. Tour of Italy. You remember when that used never ending pasta bowl? When that used to be a thing. But hey, listen, times are tough now. We got supplies, so you can't get that never ending pasta bowl anymore. <laughs> right. Number four, there, there is an end. You've number reached it. Four. The rest. That was the only sit down restaurant. Uh, maybe three, but that was the only, the other ones are more counter service. Okay, number four. Oh gosh, I keep saying the OG. I've overused it. But listen, the contender, fast food, McDonald's. McDonald's checks in at number four. You know, I think that's probably just convenience. Convenience. Yeah, probably so. And it's relatively cheap. Here's, the, <laughs> here's my theory. There's a line in, your, in a person's life. On one side of the line, they think McDonald's <laughs> is the best thing ever. <laughs> the next side of the line, they're like, I never want to eat at McDonald's. I don't know where that line is. Uh, for everyone, but I have crossed it. <laughs> I do know that. <laughs> so my kids, well, uh, one of my kids, one of my, my oldest daughter is a little bit of a foodie and she's like, McDonald's, you want me to eat what? <laughs> my youngest daughter is like all the other kids who's like McDonald's. Uh, yeah. So on occasion, especially when we're traveling, I have to make the sacrifice and do it. If I'm going to, it's the double cheeseburger meal. Okay. Two cheeseburger yeah. meal, not two cheeseburger. One That's my double same, cheeseburger. Same two pick. cheeseburger meal. Double cheese, not double, two cheeseburgers. All right. I will Elizabeth. say this. McDonald's has the best Coca-Cola 
you know, there's that rumor out there that they have the perfect formulation. I don't know if that's true, but their Coke is good. Their straws their fries are used to be amazing until they made them, they stopped frying them in the stuff that's bad for you. And now they're just blood. <laughs> All right, Elizabeth, what's your favorite thing to get Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth at McDonald's? I like the McNuggets and baby fries. Baby fries. That little kid <laughs> fry. I hear you. That's good. Yeah. That little All Play-Doh right. machine that they put the nuggets through. Oh, yeah. They'll be producing some. No, some good number nuggets. three of Gen Z restaurants that's been most gone to. Inspired the vine. Chipotle is my life. All right. So Chipotle, I think that's true. The when you sum up if like if I had to sum up Gen Z in a restaurant, it would be it would be it would be Chipotle. <laughs> Chipotle. De- oh, definitely. The Listen, place is modern. I'm just glad it's that sleek. it's not Taco Bell. Oh, oh. yeah. I'm really glad it's Chipotle mm-hmm. and not Taco Bell. Listen, I the, always get we are the not burrito go, no, bowl. We are not going to say anything oh. bad about Taco Bell on the show. <gasps> yeah, we are. It's garbage. How dare you right now? Listen, facts. I have all the opinions about Taco Bell. Let's say, okay, let's everybody go around and say your favorite thing about Chipotle. Oh, look, they only have three things on the menu, so we all get one pick. Why? You don't need 711 things when they're good. Okay. It's like IHOP. There's too many things and none of them are good. Accurate. That's Taco Bell. So many things, none of them are good. Also, we don't need Dorito flavored tacos. Taco in its purest form, it's like holy experience are you telling me and you that are ruining it with your little Dorito? what what are you doing <laughs> you said burrito bowls your favorite thing to get chipotle oh Maybe yeah there. always with a burrito bowl and that spicy salsa i'm all i'm all about it elizabeth you seem like like i'm just gonna say do you eat at chipotle more than once a week no i'm not that bad <laughs> but i definitely went there over the weekend okay what do um, you get what's your standard order I just want to first acknowledge how much I love the name Chipotle. I just love to say it. I love it. But my favorite thing to order is the Izzy in the fridge. Have you had the Izzy in the fridge? Yes. The pink one? I always get the Izzy. It's my fave. You bougie children. Listen, I think the thing that makes Chipotle, uh, you feel like you Mm. feel better about eating there. If I have to eat, that's right. If I have to eat out, it seems healthier than Taco Bell. Is it? Who knows? It seems healthier. It seems fresher. Uh, so I feel like that that might for me, I feel better about taking my kids to Chipotle because I'm like, well, at least, you know, there's ve- some kind of veggies that they can. Ingest. Well, while, while you guys enjoy your elitism, <laughs> fat cat in Washington, Chipotle, I'll enjoy the meat of the people, the, the two cheeseburger meal at McDonald's. <laughs> All right. Number two on our list. Matt, you didn't say what you get there, did you? Did I miss it? No, I didn't. What do you get there? Sure, taco, he whatever. Gets tacos. Bleh, 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 taco. <laughs> huh. All right, here we go. How dare you? How dare you slander the taco, the world's most <laughs> perfect food? I said good Listen, day, sir. We're moving uh, we on. We might have been celebrating we're moving on to number two. yesterday on our anniversary, but today we're going to have to duke it out after the podcast recording about how you slandered tacos. I, s- I said good day. We are moving to number you. two. <laughs> number two, Starbucks. Starbucks. Favorite thing to order? Pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> No. All right. Listen, I'm not at all surprised by this. The only thing I'm surprised by is that it's not number one. Mm. No, I'm so surprised Chipotle wasn't number one. All right. So favorite thing to get at Starbucks. We all anticipate this again. If if Chipotle's where all Gen Z goes to eat, Starbucks is where Gen Z goes to drink. Oh, I got to make sure drink non 
alcoholic <laughs> beverages. Okay. Go ahead, Elizabeth. I That's see the you. only kind of drinking that you we're are supporting. You wanting to fire off here. Is the non-alcoholic beverages. This makes sense to me, but what would make more sense is that the youths go to the D&D, the Dunkin' Donuts. I feel like that's more fitting to their personality than this upscale Elizabeth, Starbucks. Sorry, we're, we, we're just going to have to. No, we don't agree. What? We don't agree. Why, Why not? Have we you ever agree. been to the D&D? Yes. Here's the deal. First of all, Dunkin' Donuts, Dunkin', their donuts are trash. Oh, my Second, gosh. Second, uh, Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme's God's Donuts. That's where no. you should be getting your donuts from. No. <laughs> this might be the last episode of the Bell Line podcast. <laughs> over. Uh, the coffee, I like to, to make my, like get the Dunkin' Donuts grounds and make that at home. But I, every time I get coffee from a Dunkin' Donuts, it's like weak, watered down. Well, you're probably getting like the sophisticated coffee, like a coffee with cream or something like a hot yeah, coffee, probably. right? You've never, have you gotten the medium caramel swirlies coffee with cream and one sugar? No, exactly. <laughs> That's where it's at. I think Elizabeth tried to just drop the mic on you. So. All right. Number one. Wait, wait. We, we, <laughs> I didn't say I my distracted. Starbucks order. Sorry. Stop, stop rushing us, Matt. Okay. <laughs> These are important discussions that we are having here. Uh, so here's the deal. My Starbucks order, I get every time. Hold on. Before you say it, before you say it, is it more than five words? Are you about to say more than five words in this order? I, I do not make adjustments to it. So if it like the name of the thing is what it is called on the menu. Okay, here you go. That's fair. It's a vanilla sweet cream cold brew. That's five, that's words. five words. But that's what they call it. That's not me making adjustments. I do make one adjustment. But that's what the <laughs> I just get a little more cream. That's a good answer. Because it's listen, a big size and a venti. You need it to be creamy. I don't want to taste the coffee. I want to taste the sweet cream. Gen Z. Gen Z. <laughs> if your Starbucks order is more than five words, you're the reason there's a hold up in the drive through line. Okay. <laughs> Nobody's using the drive through. Well, they are using the drive through line, you but know you order I like ahead, McDonald's? Matt. You know, with the McDonald's. App. You drive by, you say McDonald's, number one. It never changes. Whether you're in Kentucky or you're in uh, not Kentucky. Not Kentucky. All right? You just walk by. Number one, Coke. Boom. Big Mac. Coke. Done. Out. The door. Here, like, can I get a vanilla cold brew? No calf. 100% fat. I don't know what they say. Whipped cream. No oh, whip. Milk. Oat milk with a little almond milk on the side, but don't let them mix. And then can you do a little latte foam art on the top, please? Can you do that? All right. Also, that, that pumpkin cream cheese muffin. That's now my that, plug. Now that Get we've that. lost Starbucks as a sponsor, <laughs> number one, it, it was really ordained by the Lord for this to be number one, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is the number one Gen Z restaurant. Uh, let's see, I, all of us here, Chick-fil-A, they just, they win every category. They win every category. Elizabeth, do you like Chick-fil-A? I do. I don't feel like it's a filling meal, but it's an upgrade from McDonald's. Maybe you're not feeling the <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Can I tell you a fun fact about Chick-fil-A? You'll really enjoy this. Go for it. So I don't I don't grow up in the land of Chick-fil-A, but my brother in high school used to travel all the way to Boston with his friends to go there. And I thought it was a restaurant with like girls. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. That's funny. But it's just chicken. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Polite people yep. and chicken. We so. come from the land of Chick-fil-A, having I used to both work lived in Atlanta multiple times. Yeah, Matt yep. worked at Chick-fil-A. I used to work at Chick-fil-A. Before, <gasps> the, before you had to say my pleasure. I never said my pleasure to anybody because you didn't have to do it back <laughs> So that's then. how you know how old Matt is. Uh, more yep. than 20 years ago, he was working at the Chick-fil-A. Listen, when I worked at Chick-fil-A, you were still getting the little side of cold, coleslaw, coleslaw, coleslaw. Yeah. Yes. What's Listen, the word? I can't. Coleslaw. Again, coleslaw. Before they decided they had to try to be healthy and give you that kale salad, or it was coleslaw. You could change up your coleslaw for carrot raisin salad. Yeah. Man, that yep. was the day. So Also, this one, like Chipotle, again, I feel okay like eating there with my kids because 
instead of fries, they can get fruit. Uh, and then chickens, protein, especially uh, my older daughter loves the grilled nuggets. She likes them better than the fried nuggets. So I'm like, okay, this is reasonably healthy. And I don't feel, you know, quite like a bad mom because I'm, especially when we were in the core and at Christmas, I'm like, okay, it's reasonably healthy. I'm not the world's worst mom for feeding my kids fast food so often. Let's tie this conversation into faith for a second. So let me do it like this. Can we just take a moment? ladies and gentlemen out there in radio land, can we just be kind, agree to all be kind to restaurant workers and fast food workers for a moment, please. This is why nobody wants to do those jobs anymore because well, every place also because they don't pay them correctly. Oh, that's fair. Pay too. Your people. But also like when you have to put up with people who are mad at you all day, every day and who just like, there are people, and I'm not just talking about fast food. There are people out there in the world who, you know, of them, you can think of them right now. They may be in your family. They may be your friends. They may be that guy at work that are absolute tears to wait staff. And you don't want to go to restaurants with that person because you don't want to have to be in the room in that awkward car crash of a situation when that person is yelling at a poor waiter or waitress who is just doing minimum wage work uh, and working for tips. So if that's you, get your life together right now. Be Listen, kind. Uncle Matt, be kind to somebody. Matthew 12, 36. I'm going to use a Bible verse here because I think it needs to be said. Jesus didn't say anything to waiters and waitresses, but he did say this. All right. This is Matthew chapter 12, 36. But I tell you that men will have to give account on the day of judgment for early, every careless word that they have spoken. We have to give an account to the Lord. So when that one waiter at that time didn't fill up your root beer as fast as you wanted and you went off on them and called them lots of terrible words, you're going to have to give an account to that to the Lord one day when just because you didn't get your root beer filled up as quick as you can. So why don't you chill the big one, bro? <laughs> All right. You're right. We the world could use a little more kindness. These people are just trying to do a job. I don't think for the most part they're like, let's see who I can mess over today. It's a tough job. So let's be kind. Say thank you. Don't be a jerk. All right. Let's roll into number three of our four stories. Number three, we're going to talk a little bit about the TikTok trend. Well, it's shut down now, but it was called Devious Licks. So what a Devious Lick was, for those who don't know, was, or it was could be called, I'm doing air quotes here, you can't see, hit a lick, right? So what was happening is basically it was a TikTok trend where somebody once just posted something as they stole something from school. They stole some masks. Some people stole some soap dispensers from the bathroom, some hand sanitizers, which is a terrible time of year. Yeah, and the pandemic there's a pandemic. People, stop stealing the soap. And then when they did it, they would just post on TikTok and said, hey, hit a lick. That's what they would say as they you stole get points stuff. So for doing it. schools, of course, this trend, once one person does it, people forget what it's like to be youth, right? Once somebody does it, it spreads like wildfire. People all over the country, and it spread it into Canada. Spread it. You know what I mean? Spread. Went to Canada and to uh, Latin America, all these places of people doing these things. And it got so, so serious. Sorry that TikTok has now banned it. Like yes. if you as of September fifteenth, it, it's banned. Yeah, or tag it. So, so it was. Schools. This was interesting because this came to us like we. I first, I think Matt already kind of had an idea of what it is, but I first heard about it when it happened at my daughter's school, and she came home and said, uh, "Listen." Uh, side note too, our our kids don't have social media, which in their eyes makes us terrible, but who cares? They don't have any of the social medias. So she came home and said, mom, there's something going around called this. Have you heard of it? Fortunately, Matt had, so we were able to talk through it together. Um, but it was happening at our school. And then we started getting emails about it, which leads us a, a little bit into this next point is we got, we got an email uh, after that got shut down, of course, because it was so popular. 
it's kind of spun into this other thing where there are like monthly challenges. And at first I thought, well, maybe this is just like a local kind of a local thing. We're hearing about it from our school. But then when I was talking to friends and other people seeing it on social media, uh, their schools are dealing with all of these same things. So just we'll go through the list. I have the list pulled up, Matt. You all right if we go through it? Yeah. Let me just say this before, as you get ready, like schools, because of the situation, schools have really cracked down on this. They've started shutting down bathrooms at a school. Like some schools only have one bathroom open boys, one boys restroom, one girl's restroom to ensure that this stuff's happening. And then also the schools are starting to threaten. Like I was been reading stories this morning about how people have been prosecuted little, you know, 15 year old junior who thought it'd be funny to steal a paper towel dispenser is now got a record because you know, he decided to steal. So yes, TikTok banned them, but they're moving into other challenges, which uh, Major Jamie will read real, real yeah, quick. Yeah, and I'll just say like the, the inf- like having to keep an eye on all this is taking time away from what teachers are meant to be doing and putting more strain on them because, you know, now like the communication from our school said they're having to kind of keep track of how long kids are gone out of their room and all those kind of things. And so Obviously, when your attention is on that, marking down time and making sure there's only one kid out and all that stuff, you're not focusing on the actual lessons and learning. So it's really putting a strain, which is a bigger strain already on teachers who are, you know, dealing with COVID and stuff, too. It's just making the learning environment difficult. Can I just say too here, be kind to teachers. We said, we said yeah. fast food workers and restaurant workers. How I about we just be kind? Be kind to teachers as well. Just be All kind. Right. Major Jamie, read us off what some of the yeah. upcoming challenges are. All right. So September, this is when we really started hearing about it. It was vandalized school bathrooms. October is smack a staff member, which uh, I think this is a little polite. Some other things I've seen like smack on the backside, which let, friends, that's sexual harassment. So let's maybe not do that. Uh, keep our hands to ourselves. Um, November is kiss your friend's girlfriend at school. Again, no, no consent. That's sexual harassment. Maybe let's not be challenging each other to sexually harass other <laughs> children. Uh, December, we're going to have to bleep this one out. It's deck the halls and show your, you can fill in the blank. Uh, again, we'll get you a record. Do we see a trend here? Uh, January is poke someone, a female in the chest. Again, sexual harassment. We're sensing a theme here. Sensing yes. a theme. February, we get a break from sexual harassment. This one's just vandalizing school signs. Uh, March is make a mess in the courtyard or cafeteria. Uh, April, uh, it says grab some eggs, which is another stealing challenge. May is ditch day, which I feel like ditch day has been around. I mean, I'm not that old, but it's been around since I was in high school, so... Not that I'm, I'm not advocating or saying that makes it okay. I'm just saying that's not new. There goes our uh, PTA sponsorship. And then, that's right. And then in June, they want you to walk into the front office, flip off all the employees, and then come back out. So again, lots of uh, activities here that can bring criminal charges, um, things that really can, like, kids' brains at this age are still jelly. Okay. It's not, they're not firm. They don't have the capability of thinking things through for the, to the nth degree. We need to be talking about the consequences of these things with our kids and saying like, listen, you think it's just funny to smack a teacher on the butt, but this can like, 
derail your life. If you get prosecuted for these things, this can derail your life goals. When you're 50, do you really want to look back on your life and be saying like, these are the repercussions from a stupid thing that I did in junior high and high school. But again, they don't always think these things through on their own. This is our job as parents and youth leaders to be talking about these things with our kids and helping them to see um, why this is a bad idea. Can I, can I ask this major Jamie? I'm, I hundred percent agree, but I'm just going to ask this just to provoke a little more thought. Is this, and Elizabeth, feel free to answer this too. Is this grown up hysteria? Is this grown ups thinking <gasps> these generation behind us? <gasps> is this grown up hysteria or is this just, I mean, I know obviously it's something we need to seriously be worried about, but like, you remember the little Momo challenge? Do you remember that? When people were like the Momo challenge going around where people were like, they're hiding videos in YouTube about how to commit suicide and stuff like that. And, and parents went ballistic. Is this some a little bit of the same thing? What do you think? Like, are you saying you think that it could be a bigger deal because we're making it a bigger deal? I mean, versus you just read people off. Have- you just read off the next year worth of activities, which means somehow yep. an adult somewhere got that. You know, these kids, they're going to go underground with that stuff. So yeah. I don't know. Is this is this grown no, up I mean, hysteria? I, I don't uh, I don't think so. I mean, I think there definitely are things in life. We can see it with like the toilet paper shortage where there's one inkling of it. And then suddenly, you know, hysteria sparks and it makes it a thing where it wouldn't have been a thing before. I think that's definitely we can see real life examples of that. But with things like this, I think it's better to err on the side of caution and have the conversations with your kids. That's where but that's where the important thing is going to happen. It's not. Uh, as impactful if, if I'm just railing against it on a podcast. The real impact and influence is if I'm talking to young people about these things and like hearing their thoughts. Again, this is what relationship with kids is all about. Um, you know, hearing what they think, listening, have you experienced these things? What do you see happening in your school? Because I guarantee you there are things happening in their schools that they're not just coming out and telling you about. Uh, but once you start asking, you find out like, oh, these are things that they're encountering every day. Uh, so I think it's important that they that you talk through with them, that they it helps them formulate their thought processes on how they're, you know, weighing is are the consequences worth the gratification or whatever that I get from this, the street cred, what you know, is the potential of me getting arrested worth looking cool in front of my friends. Like those are thought processes that they need your help thinking through. Yeah. So I think that part is worth the risk. That's where your most impact is. Social media popularity is fickle. We know that, right? That's a lesson learned. Obviously, we don't need to say it's one of the top 10 commandments. Don't steal. That's pretty simple. Keep your hands to yourself. That's a basic life lesson. We need to walk in a manner uh, that is that the glory of Christ can be seen in us, right? Walk where people can see Jesus in us and all that we, the way that we live our life. And that goes to everything we talked about. Uh, Halloween, uh, being nice to teachers and wait staff, all these things. We need to walk in a manner, you know, worthy of the glory of Christ at his. Yeah, I also us. just want to say, like, this is a perfect opportunity. Again, clearly there's still a need for us to have these conversations. Girls are not objects for you to just put your hands on to get street cred. That is not, I think we really need to be having these conversations with our daughters, but for sure with our sons to say, like, how many of these are it's you know touching chest touching backsides all these things that is not what like girls are people they are not there for you to objectify they're not there for you to use to your own enjoyment so that you can gain your own what like 
can we just not, I don't, will there ever be a time in the history of ever when we don't have to have these conversations? Please God, I hope so. But clearly we still need to be having them with our children. It's not okay for you to put your hands on other people. It's not okay. It's just not, I could talk about this all day. So it's good. These are good points. So Again, everybody, like the Devious Licks itself, if you go to TikTok right now and you and you look up the hashtag, it's been removed because of the community guidelines. So TikTok's really crashing down on it. But this was something that was out there and it is affecting pretty much every school in America. So if you have a kid or you know of a kid who goes to school, they'll know what this is in the conversation. All right, last thing before we wrap up our episode. Let's move to this little documentary called The Jesus Music. Again, we talked about it earlier. If you want to stop your stop the podcast real quick and YouTube the trailer, you can. Um, it's a documentary in select theaters, so it's not in every theater in the United States. You have to find one that's closest to you. The closest theater that's showing it to us is 45 minutes away. So, But it's about the rise in popularity, the rise in influence of Christian music in our world today. So they start at the 70s. They start giving the history. Amy Grant. SCC, which we call in the biz, Stephen Curtis Chapman, MWS, which we call in the biz, Michael W. Smith. All right. And they just work their way through these through these people that have made Christian music into the million dollar industry that it is today. So um, thoughts, Elizabeth, thoughts, Major Jamie, before we go through these decade of songs here. Now, I'll just say that watching the trailer is like a flashback. You got like Matt said, Amy Grant is there. DC Talk is there. Kirk Franklin is there. So it like it kind of transports you right back to a time. Striper. Yeah. For those of you who remember that band. So it was really great. It was fun to watch and see like, oh, who can I recognize? You know, from there were some people I was like, who is that? But uh, one thing I was surprised about, Matt, and I mean, obviously he's not, it would not be possible for him to be on the show. uh, But and maybe they talk about him and you just can't see it in the trailer is Carmen. I didn't see Carmen's oh, name yeah. anywhere. No, Carmen's there. Not, I don't think they mentioned Carmen. You can't. That's the thing. You don't. You can't mention everybody. Matt, There's so but how many. How can names. you talk about Christian music without talking about the epicness that is Carmen? I don't do think Keith remember? Green is in there. How do you? How do you talk about Christian music and not Listen, have Keith Green? Listen, we're getting into my list of things. All right, here we go. Let's go. Let's go through. So I'm, I'm going to th- yell a decade really quick because. Um, you know, we don't want the episode to go too long because we could really get, we're going to really, we got in a huge fight about restaurants. I imagine song <laughs> genre would, would make us uh, get argumentative as well. So 1970s, what was one of the best Christ- Christian songs? I'm going to keep saying Christmas. I got to stop that. What was one of the best Christian songs in the 1970s? I'll go first. I'm going to hit you with Seek Ye First. Seek Ye First, the kingdom of God. Based right from scripture, we sang it in VBS. When I was in VBS or Vespers, seek all the time. first. That to me, what a slap! What a slap! Listen, I like it. Here, I'm going to tell you what I did because you cannot ask a perfectionist. I cannot. I cannot name fav- favorite things. It's so hard for me. It in some categories uh, and others, it's quite easy. And we could talk about that another day. But for this one, I couldn't. I couldn't name favorite songs, but I did pick artists that I thought were iconic. Oh, good, to that good. Decade. I like that. I like and that. for this one, what I put Keith Green because I remember my dad had. Uh, c- cassette tapes i was born in the 80s so but my dad was like a big keith green fan and so i remember he had this um it was like a cassette book thing and it was silver and it had keith green's face on the front of it that's how much (laughs) i remember and it had like all these cassette tapes uh and so even though i wasn't there in the 70s like i know uh from residual experience how how impactful that was and so i don't think that you can talk about christian music without talking about keith green 
in that yeah, era. For sure. Google some of his songs out there, young folks. Yeah. Elizabeth, do you have There's anything? I know you weren't around in the 70s, but anything you want to kick into? I think they had good hair in the 70s. That's true. Keith Green, like Keith Green had that. My dad sported that same thing, that curly. Keith Green has one of the one of the greatest lines in songs. Jesus is divine. You be the branches. I love that line. <laughs> That's so good. All right. Now we move to the rock and What a decade. wild time in music. We move to the rock and decade called the 80s. All right. So I'm going to throw this one out there. Major Jamie, are you ready for this? Michael W. Smith. Great is the Lord. He is worthy. Wait, that was Michael W. Smith? Yes, ma'am. It was. <laughs> Great is the Lord. All right. She's checking me right now because she doesn't no, believe no, no. me. I'm not checking you. You go ahead. You go right on ahead. Nineteen eighty three, the year I was born. Hit us with great hit us with great hit us with great issue, Lord. Sorry, I turned my mic off there for a second. Mm, I was too too much in the mode. How about you, Major Jamie? Nineteen eighties. Right. So when I think of the eighties, uh so I think about the one and only Amy Grant. Mm, that that's classic. But that is such Listen, a, that's a girl answer. I'll give it to you though. Sir, Amy Grant. Listen, you got El Shaddai. Mm. Come on. Banger. Come on. That's a bop. Baby, baby. That's not a Christian song. Let it be stricken from the record. Oh, are you going to be one of those people who tried to cancel her from Christian music <laughs> because she dared to sing a song that wasn't about directly about Jesus? Wow, I walked into that one. I sure did. Man, I walked into Do that not. One. Do not with Amy Grant shaming. <laughs> she is a treasure. Uh, Elizabeth, anything for the 80s? Um, they also, I really, I they really also liked, had good hair in the 80s. I was going to say the music <laughs> is bopping that era. Yeah, there's some good stuff. Yeah. All right. 1990s. We move into the 90s for Christian music. I had to give three because I couldn't narrow it down. Great Adventure, Stephen Curtis Chapman. Yeah. Yeah. Agnes Day. Michael W. Smith. Michael W. Smith has like a bop in each decade. And then yeah. I went, I had to go just as You didn't old. say friends are friends forever. No, I didn't. But I just had to go <laughs> crucified with Christ, Phillips, Craig, and Dean. Oh, yeah. yeah. And in the 90s, two little bands showed up that started my, Matt Satterley's soul. They said words that had no sense to the establishment, but made sense to me. Ryan K and Five Iron Frenzy. They come on the scene in the 1990s and changed my heart, my soul, my life. Listen, I'll tell you, uh, Matt and I started hanging out in the 90s, the late 90s. And uh, right, listen, all the, that's what we would listen to. Do you remember, you don't remember this, Elizabeth, but listeners, you might remember this. When uh, you had to specially get the CD player put in your car, like they didn't come standard. You had to have it put in and the plate with the faceplate would pop off. Yes. They, old people, yeah. I mean, the, old, the younger people don't know. Don't so know when. Matt and I, uh, after we started dating and stuff, would, you know, cruise around to wherever we were going on our little high school dates or whatever. Uh, and it was always Reliant K or Five Iron Frenzy in the pop-off faceplate of the CD player. For me, though, I think we got to talk about, now this probably was actually more in the 80s, but he had music in the 90s too. Again, Carmen, but also Point of Grace. Yes, yes. Keep the candle burning. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. That's nice. Any, uh, Elizabeth, you got one? I have an answer. This okay. is the the song of all songs, as far as I'm aware. Yep. Um, a place in this world. 
Yes. I had a good a week away and it has now made it into my top 100. So it's huge. I love that a week away has brought a resurgence to these songs. My kids, they're like, mom, let's listen to a week away. And I'm like, did y'all know that this was, and they don't care. They just want to listen to that. Great adventure. Great adventures in a week away. Yeah. Yeah, Susanna's favorite song from that week away album is a great adventure. Yep. All right. I love it. Let's move to the 2000s. Uh, all right, the 2000s. Uh, again, tough one. Now we enter to a lot of the worship songs. So um, here you go. I went with Mighty to Save. Mighty to Save. Okay, that's a good one. Here, I, yeah, go so I think uh, for me, this decade was defined by Mercy Me, Casting Crowns. Yep, Mercy Me hit us with that, I can only imagine. Which and, I think technically came out in 1999, but, but hey. I still think that it could be defined because it ran, like that was the number one song for a long time. Yeah, and uh, crossed over, like the one of those yeah. first successful crossover ones. That's right. It played on secular radio. Yeah. Uh, and so, yep, for cool. me, those those two groups. You got a favorite from the 2000, Elizabeth? It's got to be the uh, soundtrack to a week away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. All right, 2010. 2010s, I want to see Major Jamie's face and about half of our listeners out there when I say the song Oceans. Listen, <laughs> I was going to ask you if you knew that that was the number one Billboard song for Christian music in, in this decade was Listen, Oceans. 2013, and I that song, that's what it was. 10 years old. 2013, they wrote this little ditty called Oceans and all those little girls out there were drinking their pumpkin spice lattes and eating their <laughs> Chipotle started crying. Listen, Elizabeth, uh, you probably don't know this, but Oceans, uh, Major Matt hates that song. I hate that song. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's hilarious to me that now when we go to events, it doesn't happen so much anymore because it's kind of an older song. But when we would go to events and the <laughs> praise and worship team would start singing Oceans. The first three Matt's chords. The first three chords. All these people would be texting and they're like, uh-huh, here's your jam, here's your jam. And I would just laugh and laugh. I love it because he's like, oh. For real. Well, <laughs> I went to college in 2014, so I'm vintage as well. Um, and so that song, every every little ceremony, boom, boom, yep. there yep. it was. Yep. And I said, yeah, no, us, thank you. It that's was true. camp. That's when we were in the youth oh, department. And okay. so it would be at camp. So that's what they were listening to. Or that's what, you know, mm-hmm. they would pl- they want to play. The praise team would want to play on Sundays. Yeah. And I would get so much joy and Matt would just not. <laughs> <laughs> that's inspired. Jamie, you got to give your answer. Yeah. Okay. So for me, I think praise and worship music really defined, they kind of like, I think became even more mainstream in this decade. Uh, but I have to say for me, it would be the Lauren Daigle. Um, oh yeah. Good answer. That's good, good answer. answer. Good answer. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give us an answer for 2020, 2020s. All right. It's only been two years. All right. And one of those years was a pandemic and the other year was half pandemic. Here we go. Uh, I'm going to hit you with the blessing. The blessing song. And you know why that song hits? Because that was done during the pandemic when they were filming people in their house. And then they like, you know, virtual choir stitched all together. Um, may your favor be, a, you know, may his favor be upon you for a thousand generations, that stuff. So that's yeah, my. And then you, I think it hit at the right time. Cause then you're like, well, you know, generations and generations, like what's, what's this going to look like? We don't know. We're all, we're all the whole globe is in this craziness together. What is this whole generation thing going to look like? Yep. We don't know, but man, it hit at the right time. How about you, major Jamie? No, that's it for me too. All right, Elizabeth. Okay, I don't know if this counts. Is you raise me up considered a song? I wouldn't say it's from the 2021, but we'll give you. Oh, oh but I'm it was sorry. Like, no, I just no. forgot. Like the Celtic okay. women, Josh Groban. Let's go. Let's <laughs> yes. roll. Josh Groban. When like you, he's the I guy that sings Josh. that song. I love Josh. Huge fan. Yeah. 
I'm hey, sure listen, your boyfriend you might have something to say about that. <laughs> the first he Noel. <laughs> I have it on my Christmas playlist. He sings the first Noel. It's really good. He's a star. Listen, yeah. if the Jesus music, if look up the trailer, see if it's near you, go check it out. It's just, again, one of those things that is just a good way, good, good heartwarming way f- about Christian music out there. So, All right. So time for our weekly question, weekly question, not weekly question. Our question that we have every time that we record <laughs> is, uh, what is bringing you joy? Elizabeth, what's bringing you joy this week? I have been so ready for this for weeks now. It is the hometown cha-cha-cha. Have you I, seen it? I have no idea what this is. Okay. So y'all, everyone's all about Squid Games on the Netflix. Okay. And yes, yes. It is, that is, move it over, trash. It's all about <laughs> the hometown cha-cha-cha. It's a new series. It's a K-drama. So it does require some reading, but it is amazing. If you like happiness, joy, anything in the world it has it it's perfect for those of you who I'm don't know k drama is like squid game it's korean drama so the, the talent levels are extraordinary is it, it's called the hometown cha 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 uh, or just hometown cha 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 okay it, it, it has the same it's on six, netflix it's on netflix it has like the same six songs in every single episode it's amazing it's very formulaic it's magical okay we'll have to check this out i have <laughs> yes. honestly have nothing to say because i have no idea what it is sorry i'm gonna i'm gonna go with what's bringing me joy this is very nerdy but i'll put it out there we talk about jesus music is a song right now called baba yetu by the so soweto gospel choir it's sung i think in swahili but it's the lord's prayer uh just in swahili um this it's just it just hits me right now it hits me right in my feels right when i need it baba yetu check it out b-a-b-a y-e-t-u by the soweto gospel choir major jamie what's giving you joy yeah, so for me, uh, I just got word today as we are recording that Peer Magazine has won the second place award for best in class for the Evangelical Press Association uh, contest. It's and so a I'm really horn. excited. <laughs> yeah. So I'm very excited about that. We have a fantastic team here on publications, and the Peer team just continues to knock it out of the park. Uh, I'm a, as the editor of Peer Magazine, I might be a little bit biased, but that's okay because <laughs> it's still correct, and the EPA says so. So. Whoa. Congratulations. What a, what a flex. That's just a flex <laughs> on you. Congratulations. Uh, big congratulations to our team. And a thanks to the EPA for uh, supporting what we do here in publications. What does EPA stand for, Major Jamie? Evangelical Press Association. Nice. Listen, this job comes with some fun perks that I didn't even know about. I could get press credentials. I mean, I got press credentials. Can you go to the White House Dude. and be like, I'm here from Pierre. I have to ask some questions. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I should try it. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, if they tase like, you, I'll come bail you out. <laughs> I never thought in my life that I would have press credentials. That's pretty cool. That is. Now, should I have press credentials is a debate we could have another time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, um, listen, I may try to fly. I may, I may try to stroll right up onto the door and knock and be like, uh, excuse me, Mr. Joe Biden. I'm here with my press credentials. Let's have Just a conversation. Everywhere. You're holding up this lanyard everywhere <laughs> right. you go. Credentials, credentials. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> That's going to end this episode of the Battle Line podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Battle Line wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to check out the award winning Peer Magazine and Peer website at peermag.org. And follow Peer on the socials at peer.magazine. Lastly, we have a sister podcast called The Fight for Good. Major Jamie, Elizabeth, anything real quick you want to say about this upcoming episode of Fight for Good? Yeah, we, it's great. So this one, uh, if you, it's an interview from uh, the October War Cry, which is um, interviewing the Kumars. 
Oh. And, uh, yep, about all the great uh, work that they're doing in multicultural, multi ethnic. I saw them um, in the war cry today, actually. So that's very cool. Yeah. All right. Good well, stuff. until next time, this has been the Battleline Podcast. Bye, everybody. See ya.